You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyle. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And this is the podcast where we discuss the wife-sharing lifestyle, stag-vixen, cuckolding, the BBC interracial lifestyle, and we try to separate fact from fiction. Uh, What I have for you today is another installment of the uh, He Said, She Said series that I'm very proud of. And as always, my co-host with this is the lovely Cuckoldra Scarlet. Won't you say hi to everybody? Hello, Keys and Anklets listeners. Did y'all miss me? <laughs> it's been a little while. I'm so glad to be back. Uh, and we're, we're, we're definitely happy to have you. And the answer to your question is yes, they always miss you. <laughs> oh, well, that is so sweet. I'm so excited to be on tonight. Okay. For those of you who may be tuning in uh, for the first time, what we do when he said, she said, uh, Scarlett and I talk a lot. I mean, I'm always bouncing stuff off of her and, and kind of getting her thoughts. And we have these really, really great conversations about all manner of things. And every once in a while, we'll talk about a topic and you know, we'll both kind of say, you know what, that'll make a good he said, she said topic. And it's just our way of just kind of talking about things, her giving her perspective as a cuckoldress and a slut and me giving my perspective as a bull and a stag and just kind of talking about it and hopefully it'll spark conversation between you and yours you among your lifestyle friends you and your partner you know, or get you to to you know to look within yourself with some of these questions um and so today what we're going to talk about is there's an article that someone posted on twitter uh, a couple of days ago and it had to do with the the topic of of slut shaming, and I I know I know that uh, Scarlett had come across it as well, and she read it, and we kind of had a nice little discussion about it, and you know both decided as you know what we need to to do it. He said, she said. So Scarlett, I'm going to kind of turn it over to you. What are kind of your initial thoughts on on what we're going to talk about today? Why don't you tell the people what's, what we got ready for them? Well, when I read the title of this article, it just immediately struck me. <laughs> The title of the article is Men Love Sluts, How the Fear of Bigger Penises Fuels Slut Shaming. And the subtitle is Sexual Due Diligence, Penis Metrics, Dick Discernment, and How the Sexual Shaming of Women Hurts Both Sexes. I mean, that just washed over me. (laughs) It's like dick discernment, sexual due diligence. This this article (laughs) has a lot for a slut like me. Uh, so I think that, you know, and the, the article is written by Elizabeth Overson and it's published on Medium. I'm sure that you will link that down below, right, Michael, right. so the readers can find it. Um, but so we, we thought we may just look through this article and kind of take a look at it in a, in a lifestyle context, but also in just a broader societal context of how harmful slut shaming really is for both men and women. And I mean, she starts the article off with a bang. It's a very, you know, convincing hook. She says, you know, she was 18 years old in 1996 and talked about 
being a stripper for two years, hanging out with drug dealers, pimps, professional athletes, and really getting a immersive look into the world of sexually empowered women at that time in 1996. And one of the first things that struck me, she said, around that time, many young women like myself were becoming brazenly unapologetic about their sexuality. And, you know, I was not around in 1996. I was really young. Um, but, you know, Michael and I have talked about kind of what that time was like for women who were becoming sexually autonomous. And I know you had something you wanted to share about that. Yeah, um, I know. The thing that caught my eye initially about the article before I even saw who had written it or what it was about, it was the picture that she had at the top. And the mm. picture that she had at the top was a picture of Lil' Kim. For those of you who don't know, uh, Lil' Kim um, is a female rapper who gained prominence uh, in the 90s. Uh, she, was, she was tied to, to, to Biggie, uh, Notorious Big. And he had a lot to do with her career. And as far as his crew was concerned, she became the most successful artist. You know, he had other artists with him, you know, male groups and, and, and solo artists, but Little Kim became the most popular. And being immersed in that culture, you know, especially at that time, you know, I mean, hip hop was pretty much all I did. And I had friends that were in music. So I was right there at Ground Zero when all this happened. And I remember when Little Kim dropped and how people responded to her. And she was very polarizing. You know, you had, you know, you had guys that fucked with her and, and guys that, that thought she was a slut. You had women that saw her as an empowering figure and, you know, women that slut shamed her. You know, so when I read this article and hearing what she talked about and the circles that she ran in, it really touched a, a, a nerve with me, not a nerve, but it really touched me because I, I was there at the same time. I was running in mm. those same type of circles. So I remember, you know, everything that was going on at that time and, and seeing how women gravitated towards her because it was like they finally had someone who was was very unapologetic about what she was into. I mean, if you remember Little Kim, I mean, she was talking about everything. She was talking about fucking. Mm -hmm. She was talking about sucking dick. She was talking about taking it in the ass. And, but yet she was nobody's toy. You know what I'm saying? Like she was doing these things not to try to impress anyone, not trying to make someone fall in love with her. She was doing these things because she wanted to do them. She was doing these things because she enjoyed doing them. And, right. you know, for me, I've been a little Kim fan from day one, you know, like that resonated with me because for me, I never subscribed to that double standard. It always seemed wrong to me that, Hey, if a guy is in the neighborhood and he, you know, he fucks a bunch of women, he's like the neighborhood stud. But if a woman does it, you know, she's a neighborhood hoe. And that mm -hmm. just always, I don't know. It just always seemed, seemed foul to me. So I just wanted to put it out there that what this article is written about and the position that she's coming from and the time period that she's talking from is something that I have very, very intimate knowledge and experience with. So why don't you go ahead and, and take it back up, Scarlett? Yeah, absolutely. I just think it's it's fascinating how polarizing and 
brazen, empowered woman just speaking her truth. Just like you said, she was not a manufactured Britney Spears, not to hate on Britney, but she was not (laughs) manufactured in that way. She was being authentic about her experience. And I know that for a lot of women, you know, Lil' Kim is still very, very special, (laughs) holds a special place in our heart. Um, And so it's fascinating how the author goes from that and then broadens the horizons and talks about just the way our gender roles are set up, how men react to women who are sexual and how women react to men who have sexual expectations. So one for her uh, titles here is what men really want is everything. And she starts it off by saying, as far as I know, straight men want women to satisfy them sexually and make their fantasies come true. But with the constraints of the patriarchal rules imposed on women, how the hell is a woman supposed to learn these maneuvers? How is she supposed to gain the experience a man craves if she hasn't been practicing? And how is she supposed to know the various ways to please a man and keep his sexual interest if she hasn't been with several men already? And this really struck me because I can relate to feeling that paradigm. Like, wait a second, I am supposed to be this very sexually adept creature and all of the media I consume as a woman and much of the magazines I read, everything is giving me that message. And yet, I know how I'll be looked at if I actually do the work mm-hmm. <laughs> and sleep with the men to to get to that point where I feel confident and sexually adept. And I was like, wait, how is this is such a catch 22, <laughs> you know? If I fuck a bunch of men, if I learn how to give excellent head, then, you know, what is that next man that I that I am sexual with? What is he going to think of me? And it's fascinating because even within the lifestyle, I know that men love the end result of a woman with an extensive sexual history, a slut. But sometimes they don't really want to hear about the process of how I became a slut. And I just think that's so unfair, you know, and, and when, even in the lifestyle now, one of the things that I always do when I'm interviewing a new bull, somewhere within those few first few conversations we have, I'm going to tell you that I'm a slut. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that because not it's true, but I also <laughs> want to know how you are going to react. And I can tell a lot about a bull and his confidence uh, and his candor and how experienced he is in lifestyle by how he responds to that simple thing, right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And and just to, to kind of set it up so that, because there may be people wondering out there like, well, hey, we're in the lifestyle and we love sluts. How does this article pertain to us? And mm. the way that it pertains to this is, and I've spoken this, I've spoken on this in, in previous uh, episodes that I've done is sometimes I think when the husbands are trying to get their wives into this, I've spoken to a number of husbands who they, they sometimes get frustrated because they feel like, oh, all she has to do is, you know, flirt with this guy, flirt with that guy, go to this club, go to this bar, dress like this, dress like that. And they don't understand the mountain of bullshit Mm. that she's trying to cut through. And so the purpose of this is to help the men who may fall into that better understand 
why she might be struggling with trying to come to grips with, you know, opening up that slutty side of herself. Like, it's not easy. Like, as men, we've never had to apologize for being promiscuous. I mean, we're never, I don't necessarily want to say held accountable, but it, it doesn't hold us back in any way. You know, like, you know, there's the saying that, you know, men want a, you know, they'll, they'll fuck a slut, but they want to marry the good girl. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, similar saying for men. You know, there's nothing out there saying that, oh, men, you know, yeah, the women will fuck the guys that have been around the block, but they don't want to marry y'all. You know, I've, I've never heard that a day in my life. I mean, I've never Neither seen my experience being used against me or being used to diminish who I am as a person. So that's why we're talking about this. That's one of the ways that it connects to the lifestyle is that this is what women are up against. It's, it's everything they see. It's everything they read. It's everything they watch on TV. It's the stuff that people, you know, whether you're in church or their families, you know, good girls, good girls, good girls. And it's like, it's hammered into their heads. And so when you see your wife struggling with this, understand where it comes from. Understand that even though you may see it as, oh, all she has to do is put on this and wear this and go there or act like this, easier said than done. So hopefully this will give you a little bit more understanding as far as what she's dealing with. And maybe it'll help you help her work through it. So that's, that's why we're talking about it today. And that's fascinating, Michael, because there's, there's a part of the article that I highlighted and I wrote in the margin. This might be why so many women reject the proposal of the wife-sharing lifestyle. The article says, for some women, sexual shame stops them in their tracks. And that's true. They settle for men who aren't right for them in a myriad of ways, including sexually, just to be able to say, just to be able to say they've only been with one or two men their entire lives. That's how important it is as a woman to be accepted, maybe in your church or in your, you know, community um, to say that you, you know, married young. And people know what that means when you marry young and 20 years down the road, you're with the same man. Mm -hmm. It means that you did what society expected of you to do. And so all of that is up against a woman who's seriously considering beginning to explore this beautiful lifestyle with with their husband. But, and, and there was another piece that I love, you know, the beginning of the article started with all these really exciting terms, dick discernment and sexual due diligence. So I think this will help men who are kind of convincing or not convincing, but introducing their wife to the lifestyle. Um, it, it says here that, uh, you know, being with an array of, of, men teaches women and gives women different experiences that she calls sexual due diligence. And, you know, as you are experiencing different men, you get this because, I mean, she says, if you've only seen two penises, right? If you've only seen two dicks, one of those dicks is going to be bigger and one of those dicks is going to be smaller. That's all you're going to have seen, right? And so we only are able to go off of experience. But she says, you know, if a woman has seen 5, 10, 15, 50 or more, if she's Scarlet, <laughs> that's not in the article. I just <laughs> added that. Uh, she has a sliding scale of penis metrics used to judge your so, so long and you have a higher chance of being rejected. And I think that that's where 
kind of the fear of, of sluts comes in for men is it's like, if this woman is seen, you know, a hundred penises and I'm going to, I'm going to unbutton my fly. I, I know there may be a chance that she's not going to like what I'm, what I've got going down back. And I think there's so much, uh, in this lifestyle about size Queens, right? Like what makes a size queen? And this is it. If you've had extensive sexual experiences, you're going to know what you like and you're going to have had a chance to be with really big guys and guys that are not so big. And if you come to love the big guys, this is the phenomena that explains that, you know, whereas if a woman has only seen her husband's dick or maybe her husband and the boyfriend before that, she has no conceptualization that there may be more out there. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, One of the things kind of tied to this and, you know, uh, Scarlett, you and I have talked about it before in the context of this lifestyle is even in this, I've seen guys who are intimidated by promiscuous women, Mm. you know, they'll find somebody and they'll, you know, they'll partner up with her or he'll become her regular. And it's almost like they want to stifle that side of her. Like, I'm okay with you being a slut as long as you're a slut for me, you know, and they try to, you know, they try to limit her and, 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 you know, do these passive aggressive type things like saying things like, oh, well, you just met him, you know, kind of things. And I don't know. That just you always played with three guys at this party. Yeah. Aren't you done? Yeah. yeah. You know, like keeping tabs on them and, and, and trying to, you know, trying to control their, 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 their appetite, so to speak. I had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, recently, um, a female in a lifestyle and she's got, you know, she's got an only fans and everything. And, you know, she's, she's made videos with some well-known uh, male talent. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me how a guy that she was seeing got like intimidated by that. Like, Oh, well you've been with him, you know, and it, it, you know, it intimidated him. Like he wasn't able to, I guess, come at her the way he wanted to, because I guess he felt in, inferior, you know, to this guy. And which I I don't understand. Like he's a man just like you are, you know what I'm saying? Right. But one of the things that I always tell guys who are in this lifestyle, who are getting into this lifestyle, who are still trying to find their way in this lifestyle is, you know, check your ego at the door. You know what I'm saying? Like what you're dealing with in this lifestyle is not the average woman. You know what I'm saying? These are women who have unlocked their desires. And for the most part, they're going all in. Mm. And if you come into it thinking that, you know, you are going to give them the best sex they ever had, make them tap out, what have you, you are setting yourself up for disappointment because just looking at it 
man to woman in this lifestyle, that you're bringing a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the women who were in this lifestyle who have unlocked their, you know, their, their true sexuality and they're no longer afraid to go after what they want. Yeah, you can show them a great time, but they're still going to want more dick. And it's nothing personal. It's not that you weren't good enough. It's not that you didn't satisfy them. It's just, they're just built differently. I mean, and as I say, you have to let a slut be a slut. I saw something funny on social media. Um, There's a woman out there and she's actually going to be a guest on my show in the near future. Um, Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) I know who you're talking about. I'm excited. And you know, she's got an OnlyFans and she gets it in. Let me tell you, she gets it in. And I've known this woman for years, you know, prior to her even getting on Twitter and everything. And she had had a post one day talking about, you know, she wonders if there's a guy out there that can make her tap out because she's never met a guy that can make her tap out. And so I'm watching the thread and, you know, there are guys like, well, you haven't met me yet and, 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 and this and that. And one guy was like, well, but, you know, I've got so much girth, girls run and this, that and the third. And so I made a comment. I was like, look, I've had this woman at one of my parties. I've, I've personally stood there and watched this woman fucking excess of 35 guys. And she was nowhere close to tapping out, you know. But it, it just goes to illustrate guys walk around this lifestyle thinking that they have the platinum dick, you know, and that they're just going to blow anybody's back out and make anybody tap out. And they put so much emphasis on that. And this is where it kind of ties back to that article where they put all of their worth in their dick. Mm. And when their dick, is not able to make this woman tap out or if they fuck her and they, they give her everything that he's got. And yet, you know, a short time later, she's ready to, she's ready for more. Being that they put all of that emphasis on them, their egos are so fucking brittle that it crushes them. Right. And they're not even able to enjoy her exactly. at all or enjoy the time they have with her at all. So exactly. it's so de- self-defeating. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so it, I wonder, hold on, before I let you get off of that, I'm just curious, you yourself personally, have you ever encountered that? Either guys trying to kind of impose their, hey, you could, I know that you're a slut, but I don't want you being out there like that. Or guys who you felt got their egos bruised a little bit because they thought they were going to be the be all end all. And you were like, wow, that was fantastic. I'm ready for more. (laughs) Like, have you encountered that personally? I definitely have, you know, at parties and uh, scenarios where it's like, everyone's done. (laughs) No matter whoever's gathered there, you know, whether it's a small private party of like five or 10 guys, or if I'm at a party and it's three o'clock and, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to a gentleman, I'm like, Hey, you ready to go again? And he's, he looks at me and his eyes just feel a little defeated. And he's like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm done. I've spent, and I'm like, 
okay, you know, it's not the end of the world for me. I'm going to get more dick. But still, it's, it, I, I can tell it's a slightly bruised ego. But, I mean, insatiable means just that. Mm-hmm. It means insatiable. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to be satisfied. Uh, you know, I, I really need that full, long, hard period of fucking. And I enjoy it all. Just because I'm not going to be fully satisfied ever doesn't mean that it's not satisfying right. to be a slut and to be, you know, in that mode that I love so much in my head. So it's never anything to take personally. I, I enjoy it. And, and, you know, it's like that situation with that gentleman. It's, it's sad because it, as a woman, you feel like, okay, so just because I fucked this other guy, does that mean you're not enjoying your time with me? Like, is this just an opportunity for you to say that? It creates this really um, situation where both people left feeling a little bit self-conscious. And I just don't think there's any space for that in the lifestyle. When you're dealing with a slut, know what you're dealing with. And, you know, if you're able to learn how to celebrate that, and it will pay off for you in droves. Um but, you know, the interesting thing about this, Michael, is that this is not just a situation that occurs from men to women. Mm-hmm. You know, other women can often really, in a more subtle ways, I think, slut shame other women who perhaps play a little differently than them or... You know, as as we we talk a lot about party scenarios, because uh, I miss them so much. But you know, at at parties when you know me or another slut will be really in our mode and just going, going, going. You know, we maybe see a woman watching that's not watching with much excitement. Maybe she's talking to her partner, and you know, you just get that feeling that yeah. you can see, she you can feel him quite throwing, understand. You can feel him throwing yes. a little shade. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just find that fascinating because we're both here. You know, we're both. It's not like you're watching from a double pane window. We're both here. Right. And um, I just, uh, you know, I I've never really had a woman, you know, say anything sideways to me, but it's definitely a vibe that you can sense. And so, you know, I just wanted to say this. This happens among women. This happens among women and men. It's it's not just, you know the the typical slut shaming the way we think of it it comes in a lot of forms one of the things that i would challenge anyone who's listening to this and my thing is you can say whatever you want like you can make anyone believe whatever you want them to believe but you can't lie to yourself so what i would challenge everyone who's listening to this right now When you're on social media or you're online or whatever, and you see a woman being gangbanged, you see a woman taking on a room full of guys, you see a woman being DP'd or two dicks in her ass or two dicks in her pussy, what goes through your mind? Like, do you celebrate her? Do you say, you know, wow, more power to her. I wish I could do that or I wish my wife would do that. Or do you look at her? And do you judge her? Now, I'm not saying that you have to tell anybody that you judge her. I'm just asking you to have that conversation with yourself and ask yourself, do you judge that person? Do you see her as somehow, I don't know, uh, defective or, oh, something must be wrong with her? Exactly, broken. Mm -hmm. Like, do you see something wrong with her? And if your answer is yes, 
then I would challenge you to ask yourself, why do you believe that? Especially what blows my mind is when I see people in this lifestyle judging other people in the lifestyle. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I see it from a lot of different places. I've talked about it before. I see stag husbands judging cuck husbands. It's like, oh yeah, I'm into watching my wife get fucked, but that cuck shit is weird. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, there are people that are looking <laughs> at you like you're weird too, you know? And I see it at parties. You know, there's some women that go to parties and their thing is they want to find that guy that's willing to work for it, you know? And for her, you know, she's happy if she plays with one guy and there are some women that come where they like their dick in bunches, you know, and I've seen women in that one group, you know, they don't say anything open, but you can feel it in their energy. You know what I'm saying? Where they're, they're, they're kind of judging. And I just think that that's so, I don't know, counterproductive, I guess is the word, um, in this lifestyle where like we should all be, you know, encouraging and, and supporting each other. You know, like that's one thing that I do love about parties is when you do get a group of sluts together, if you've ever been fortunate enough to see several sluts getting fucked at the same time, it's beautiful oh. because they are so supportive of each other. Yes. You know, they're, they're cheering each other on, they're high-fiving each other, they're laughing, they're giggling, they're sharing tips. They're like, oh, you got to, you got to try his dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like they are just fully owning their sexuality. And if you've ever been fortunate enough to witness it, especially if you're a man in this lifestyle and you've seen your own wife or partner in that type of environment, in that type of situation, it's a beautiful thing because you know that it, at least in that moment, she's getting total acceptance. And it, it's almost like, mm. it's almost like that's really their first opportunity to experience what we as men have been experiencing almost since high school. I mean, think about the way you guys talk in a locker room. Oh man, you had that. Oh, you a lucky dude, man. You know, dudes giving you high fives, dude giving you pounds, you know, guys looking at you like you the man because you got her or you got her, her, and her. Like we've been getting pat on, you know, pats on the back pretty much forever for right. that. But women don't typically get that same kind of encouragement. So to see them in that environment and see them getting that kind of treatment and see them embracing their sluttiness among other sluts, man, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see. And I think anyone who's listening to the sound of our voice right now, they would agree. If you've seen it, they would agree, you know? So, you know, what else did you, would you, did you uh, pick out of this article, Scarlett? Oh, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, I was, that was a beautiful visual that you painted. And as a woman who has had the opportunity to let my inner slut out with other women, I totally agree. It's a t completely supportive, very energy driven where like we're really diving deep in our feminine energy. And not only are we just in sexual ecstasy, but we're enjoying seeing another woman on that same level. It's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, I could go on about um, that. I but. do want to bring one thing up before I, I, I let us kind of skirt off of this, uh, you know, topic. 
talking about the the women kind of slut shaming other women, and I've talked about this mm-hmm. before, just to show you how prevalent it is. The first time I heard the word slut used on television was from an, a woman talking about another woman, a woman talking about her friend, you know, not even a woman down the street or a woman who she doesn't care about. This was a woman talking about her friend. And, you know, I'm a 70s baby, watched a lot of sitcoms and TV in the 80s, and it was on The Golden Girls, you know, where they would <laughs> all routinely slut shame the hell out of Blanche. Blanche was the slut, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't just that she was the slut. Like, they would ridicule her. Definitely. You know, and, you know, that was that was TV in the 80s. You know, somebody was always the, the, the butt of jokes and everything. And, you know, I don't think people even kind of read that much into it. I'm sure that there were a lot of people who sided with Sophia and calling Blanche a slut. But I, I, I just bring that up to say that's how insidious it is. That's how ingrained it was. You know, so imagine being a woman watching that, knowing mm-hmm. that you're a slut, the fear that, that you would feel. I, I, I have one personal story to kind of recount, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned it uh, before, but it was, it was probably my first time really like being around a slut in like a social type of gathering. And it was my freshman year in college. Uh, you know, there were a group of us. We were, we were sitting in someone's room watching porn. Like it was like a mixed crowd. It was some guys, you know, black guys, white guys, you know, uh, black girls, white girls. It was like a small group of us. And for whatever reason, we were just sitting around watching porn. Nobody was doing anything with each other. We were just watching porn the way people watch a movie. I don't know if it's because we were freshmen and we had this freedom and we could do this without hiding it, but that's what we were doing. And there was this particular scene where a guy came on a girl's face. And, you know, some of his cum got into her eye. And I remember one of the white girls who was sitting there, she had this moment. I don't know if she thought she was saying it to herself, but she said it out loud. Oh, no, a Freudian slip. Yeah. But what she said was, and she said this out loud, she was like, and it burns when it gets in your eyes. It does. You know, and it was like in in that moment, I remember like time stopped for me, Mm. like time stopped. And I I was paying, I was, I was suddenly aware of what everyone was doing for those few seconds. And it was like, I could see the momentary fear on her face when she said it, like this feeling of, oh shit, did I say that out loud? You know, and like the other girls in the room, like they all turned their heads really quickly to look at her. And you could tell like they weren't smiling. Like they had this this judgmental look like, oh my God, you slut. You let a guy come on your face. Now mind you, this was late 80s. So things have changed Mm -hmm. a lot since then, but this this was my experience. And while, while the women well, girls, because we, we, we were all 18 years old, while the girls were looking at her that way, 
you could see the guys were looking at her like, oh, yeah? Like, <laughs> you, you know, like, encouraged, like, oh, shit. Oh, so you get down like that? And I could see, like, that internal struggle with her for those few milliseconds where she was, first she was like, I'm really embarrassed that she said that out loud, you know, and you could almost see her turning red. And then, you know, I don't know what this woman is doing with her life. I haven't seen her in more than 30 years, but I will always remember her and always respect her for what she did next is she came to the decision where she just fucking owned it. She was like, yeah, when you get cum in your eyes, it burns. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, 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 if you haven't felt it, hope you never do. Like, that, like, she was giving the women advice, like, whatever you choose to do, be careful about getting cum in your eyes because it burns. And then she was telling the guys, like, if you're lucky enough to have a woman that lets you come on her face, be careful about getting it in her eyes because the shit burns. I love it. She turns it into a teaching moment. Exactly. <laughs> and that's awesome. For whatever reason, that stands out to me so much because that was the first time, like I've been around, you know, I've been in a neighborhood and I've seen, you know, guys talking about the easy girls in a neighborhood, the sluts in the neighborhood, the neighborhood hoes, however you want to put it. But I've never seen anyone and that intimate type of setting go through those range of emotions and like own it. And for me, not even saying that she was a slut, like it could have been her boyfriend that, that, you know, the guy that she was with for years and years that came in her face. Right. But I'm talking about how the perception of her was in that moment. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was like the first time I ever saw a woman not shy away from it. And it, it, it left such a permanent mark on me of admiration and understanding what women go through. Because, like I said, in that moment, the judgment was coming from other women. You know, he's an 18-year-old guy, so they're not, they're like, oh, yeah, can I come on your face? You know what I'm saying? I'm sure that's what every guy in the room was thinking. But that, that look of judgment that was coming from the other women, it was so... Like it was palpable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know if anybody else in the room was aware of it or was reading as much into it as I was. But I know for me in that moment, and the whole thing may have lasted, I don't know, five, six seconds. But it, to me, it just seemed to drag out forever. And I was like so aware of what everybody was doing in the, in the, the moments following that falling out of her mouth. Oh my gosh, that is so fascinating. It rem- I'm sitting here remembering my college days and I had a very similar moment where I met this this girl on my college campus and she was with a guy that I had fucked like the first week of school. And you know, I had a conversation with her cuz she was with him and she was like, "Where are you headed?" So we started walking away and she was like, "Oh, how do you know Lewis will say. And I was like, oh, I fucked him. She was like, no shit, I fucked him too. And in that moment, (laughs) it was a very tense few seconds, right? Because it was like, how is this going to play? We just found out that we fucked the same guy within the first two weeks of this semester. Right. And 
we both actually burst into laughter. And to this day, 10 plus years later, that girl is still my best friend. <laughs> the bonds that sluts fill are strong. Okay. No, absolutely. So it's, it's fascinating how it can be both of those, right? It can be palpable kind of dis- disgust. And it can also be like a bond that's built between like-minded women. Um, oh gosh, this is such a fascinating topic, but you know, I, and there's one other piece of the article. I, I know we've got to be aware of time, but no, don't worry about that. Uh, Just going to speak woman. I love, I love <laughs> how this, this article kind of concludes where the author says slut shaming harms everyone not just the sexually autonomous woman at which degrading slurs are aimed. It hurts the men who are shamed into being with women whom they are not sexually compatible with. One of the most essential facets of intimate relationships, as well as trust, honesty, and openness and respect. All of these vital elements are lost when men marry according to what is expected of them instead of what curls their toes while making them feel happy, happy, safe, and loved. And I love that, that I, I wrote, um, you know, I, that sentence reminded me of my cucky. I wrote cucky in the, <laughs> in the, my little notes here, um, because it, it takes a lot of courage to both know, be self-aware to, enough to know what you like sexually, and then to find a partner who is going to be compatible with that. My cuck and I talk constantly about how lucky we are to have found each other, um, you know, despite all of the barriers that would keep a couple from engaging in this relationship, either the slut shaming or the cuck fear on the cuck's end. And it's like, it's just such an amazing lesson that we, we have to go after what we want and go after with abandon. You know, we cannot let these gender roles, these relationship roles dictate what's going to make us happy sexually. Mm-hmm. And, and in this article, she goes over a whole example of a couple that, you know, he has had enough experience to know what he likes, which is being choked while he's, you know, being having his dick ridden. But he doesn't marry the girl that can choke him while he's having his dick ridden. He marries the good girl right. that's never going to do that for him and never would dream of doing that for him. And what eventually happens? He goes out and he has an affair. And, you know, that's that's the the dark side of where this can go, this slut shaming effect. But I think the the really light side of where it can go is when, you know, you find yourself in a hot wifing dynamic where or a cuckolding dynamic where her sluttiness is celebrated and embraced within the relationship and also outside of the relationship by her bulls and lovers. So. Uh, I I really read a lot of excellent lifestyle messages. I recommend that everyone reads this article. No, oh, absolutely. And and to kind of piggyback on what you said, being in this lifestyle for so long and 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 talking to so many couples, you you start to see patterns, you know. And you see couples kind of in the beginning, and they 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 go through struggles, and they're and they're and they're working through things. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm cheering for every couple. Like I want every couple to make it. And it's so beautiful when you see a couple come out the other side and they are just exploring all kinds of fucking kinks. You know, Mm. she's pegging him, you know, she's pissing on him, whatever form it may take. 
And the reason why it's beautiful is that when I see that, it's like, okay, all of those societal shackles have been removed and they are just running with it. And they're running with it together. You know, she knows that, you know, she's got this man who has her back, who loves her, who cherishes her, who supports her, who encourages her to explore. And she knows that, you know, he knows that he's got this woman that is just, you know, going like never going to cease to amaze him. Mm. And it's such it's such a beautiful thing to watch. It's one of those things that, you know, I never get tired of seeing. And, you know, anytime I meet a newer couple, I'm hoping that they can make it to that point because I know what's waiting for them. Like I know what it feels like to be with a woman who, however much effort it may take, who is finally able to shake free from all of that unnecessary baggage and how beautiful she is when she's not only to admit what she wants, but she knows that she's in a situation where she has the freedom to pursue what she wants, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that it, it puts a smile on my face every time I see it, whether I'm talking to somebody, whether I'm, 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 I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing someone on Twitter or on a swing site, however I may encounter them. The reaction that I get is the same. The feeling that I get, you know, is the same, which is, wow, they've made it. You know what I'm saying? Like they've made it now. Like once they break through that barrier, now it's like the whole world is your oyster. You know what I'm saying? Like explore, enjoy it, talk about it. You know what I'm saying, you know, bask in the afterglow of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing like seeing a man who's proud to have a slut that he loves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, like, there are dudes out there who, you know, their wife goes to sleep or they go, they go to bed first and they're watching porn, beating off, wishing that their wife was like this. And we know people in this lifestyle who their wife is their favorite porn star. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times right. have we heard that? in this lifestyle where the husband's like, like, I don't even watch porn. I watch my wife's videos. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's my favorite porn star. Like she does everything. And I love watching her. You know what I'm saying? So for those of you listening who have been fortunate enough to reach that Zenith, God bless you. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? For those of you who are trying to reach that point, Stay with it. For those of you who are still kind of in that confused, judgmental phase, work through that. I'm saying because it's not healthy. If it's not your thing, cool. It's not your thing. But get that judgment out of your system. I mean, it's not good for you, just like stress is not good for you. I mean, like you need to cleanse yourself of that kind of, of negativity. 
you know, anything that you want to say to put a cap on this, Scarlett? Yeah, I I could not agree more with everything you just said, sir. It's it's like arriving at the top of a mountain, you know, to to have a, this sexual breakthrough as a couple. And you know, I I do want to say, um, if if you read my most recent blog, uh, I talked about a very early encounter I had um, at a swinger club, and. I saw a woman playing in front of everyone. And that was the first time I had seen that. And even though I knew deep down this awakened a desire in me, it was a little while before I was that woman. You know, whether it's it's the husband who's waiting for the wife to go through this, or or if you're, you know, a woman in this lifestyle that's having some reservations, just know that, you know, this is a process and you will get there. And just like Michael described, when you get to that scene, it, oh, that's when it gets so fucking fun and sexy. Um, but I love this article and I love getting a chance to be the resident K&A slut as we discuss the slut shaming article. And I really do hope you will all give it a read. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. No, absolutely. And I just want to there's a, a there, obviously there are a number of people who I follow on Twitter. And but there are a few people uh, that stand out, and I'm actually going to call this this woman out by name because I know that she won't that she won't mind. Um, if you have an opportunity, there's a woman on Twitter by the name of Austin Moore. Uh, she's at a u s t y n m o o r e eighty eight, and she's not in any kind of dynamic. She's a single woman which I feel to me makes it a little bit harder because they don't have that steady partner who's building them back up. You know what oh, I'm saying? Definitely. Like yeah. I, I always kind of, I, I, I look at single women in this lifestyle differently because I know they don't have that same type of support system in place. And if you ever get an opportunity to look at her profile, this is a woman who has fully embraced her slutty side. I'm just going to read to you a post that she, I mean, her, her page is full of posts like these, but I'm just going to read something to you that she posted recently. She says, just a girl who has no issues fucking. It's fun, feels amazing, makes people feel good. Get it or don't, but if you don't, you're missing out. Relax. It's just sex. You know what I'm saying? Like. That says it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is a woman who is totally comfortable. You know I'm saying in what she feels and totally embraces, you know, you know, being a slut, you know what I'm saying? And. I'm going to read to you another post that she made yesterday that kind of struck me. She's got a, you know, like a lot of women, she's got a pussy picture. <laughs> and she says, my pussy, it's been photographed thousands of times. Men use it to get off. Women lick it to get me off. I play with it and it gets me off. I permanently tattooed slut next to it. Just interesting to me how simple a pussy is, yet how much enjoyment it can bring to all of us. Like, this is a very introspective person. 
what I'm saying? But you can tell when you look at her posts that she's very comfortable with who she is. I mean, she's, I don't know if she was ever at this point, but if she was, she's past the point of making apologies for it. I'm saying she, she accepts herself. She loves herself. And again, like we said at the beginning, I know that this is not an easy place for women to get to. I know it's not. I know that society does not make it easy by any stretch of the imagination. But just know that if you are fortunate enough to make it to that place, not only is it beautiful, but once you get there, you're never going to look back. You know what I'm saying? You're never going to look back because you, not only will you not look back, but you will see those people who are still struggling with it and you'll be cheering for them to make it. But those people who want to throw stones at you, they're just going to bounce off because you've gone through the fire. You know what I'm saying you've dealt with everything and you've come out the other side and you're like, you know what? I like who I see when I look in the mirror. So there's nothing that any of you can say that's going to get me to doubt myself or feel ashamed of myself or feel any kind of way about myself. I like who I am. You know, so for all of you women out there who are struggling, you got this. I'm saying you'll, you'll get through it. And for those of you who have made it, like I said before, God, God bless you. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like, like she, you know, the, the self-reclaimed, uh, you know, keys and anklets slut, I'm going to let you have the last word on this, Scarlett. What would you like to say to everybody? Oh, I just, I love that celebration. Take it from me. Everything that Michael just said is true. It's, I was imagining Khaleesi rising from the flames, right? Like, you cannot touch me. <laughs> I am right. on fire. I walk through the flames and now you just get to watch what I'm going to do next. Uh, that's the empowerment. That's the self-love and the confidence that just exudes from a slut. Uh, and you're right. There is no going back once you get a taste of that. Uh, and it's just, it's so magnetic and powerful. Um, and, and this, this article really broke down, you know, how, uh, beneficial it is for both men and women to understand that about the sexual freedom of women. Uh, and I love that because slut shaming hurts everybody. Absolutely. Slut celebration helps everybody, Absolutely. you know, and, and not every woman is a slut and that is perfectly okay. You know, it's totally, I will never yuck somebody's yum to, <laughs> so, to say our, our, our good friend, Mr. K's quote. Uh, but for those of us who are and aspire to be, it's a beautiful process. And I've never been more confident, more sexually fulfilled in my life than when I really embrace that term. Uh, I don't have a tattoo next to my pussy, but that's fucking that is something to aspire to. <laughs> and, and That's awesome. And you bring something up. I just want to make sure that people understand being a slut is not about being promiscuous. If you choose to be fine, it can just be accepting who you are. If you just want to be a slut for that one man that you're with, man, mm-hmm. be a slut or that one woman, be a slut for them. I'm saying in, in other words, ditch those hangups. Ditch the Give second, them everything. Yeah, ditch the second guessing yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for 
you know, what excites you and what turns you on. So don't think that you have to be with multiple people in order to be a slut. I'm saying maybe that's the conventional, I'm saying a a term for it. And one thing I do want to point out, I I didn't want to miss this and you didn't bring it up, but it's a very important part of the article where she talked about definitions and how, if you look up whore, slut, skank, each definition starts off with a woman who. Mm -hmm. There are no definitions like that for men. So like we said in the beginning, for you husbands out there who are trying to, you know, to present this lifestyle to your wife and trying to get her into it, just understand what she is up against. You know what I'm saying? Understand what she is up against and be thoughtful. Like, keep that in mind. It's not as easy as you may think it is. So don't get frustrated when in your mind you're like, well, all she has to do is put on the skimpy outfit and go down to the bar or go to the club and flirt. It's not that easy. So be more supportive. Be better. Be understanding of where she is coming from and what she is dealing with. And trust me, it will make things much easier for her if she feels like you truly understand where she's coming from. So that's the last thing that I want to say on that. I just thought that was a great note to end on. All right. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and, and tie a bow around this. It's funny how we say, yeah, we're only going to talk about it for 20 minutes. And next thing you know, we're like an hour oh, into it. This was meaty. Yeah. We had a lot to say about this. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So again, hopefully this is, you know, something that has enlightened everybody, you know, something that people can talk about. If you're have a partner in this lifestyle, talk about it with them, you know, and, and, and find those things out, whether it's a, a husband talking to his wife or a wife talking to her husband, just talk. I mean, explore. Um, and on that note, I want to thank you all for tuning in to another installment of He Said, She Said on the Keys and Anklets podcast. To all my Patreon supporters, you know how I feel about you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, encouraging me and showing belief and support in what I do. If you're not yet a Patreon supporter, maybe this will be the episode that will convince you to, to become one because you want to see me continue to do what I do. So on behalf of myself and the lovely Cuckoldra Scarlet, I want to thank you for listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast. I'm your host, Michael C., and I will see you when I see you. Peace. Peace.